You're listening to Maybe You're Like Me, the transparent musings of a God girl chasing after her purpose. Maybe You're Like Me is a podcast for dreamers and doers who take life's lessons and level up to look more like Christ. We'll connect through super relatable stories, growing pains, and aha moments that most of us share, just not always out loud. I'm your host, Alicia Watson, creative entrepreneur, playwright, author, wife, mother, daughter of the king, and so much more. And I can't help but to think that maybe you're like me. Hey, beautiful people. Thank you for joining me for today's episode of Maybe You're Like Me. How are you doing? I'm hoping you're doing well, that you have peace in your hearts and hope for the future. I know for me, I am leaning more towards peace and hope, but I cycle in and out of restlessness and concern about all the things. Um, Am I doing enough? Am I doing too much? When will this end? Uh, How can I help more people? Have I helped enough people? You know, so on and so forth. I am careful though to make sure I capture my anxious thoughts before they start to roam around in my mind because, you know, I've had some bad experiences lately with anxiety and worry. At this point in my life, I refuse to let them have that kind of control over me again, no matter what we're going through or what is going on all around us. You know, if I don't check anxiety and worry, those things can cause stress for me. And I recently put two and two together to figure out that stress affects me physically a lot. So maybe you're like me and you're not going to worry yourself to death. So story time. I remember it like it was yesterday. On November 15, 2018, I had a full-blown anxiety attack. I was having a great day. I had just taken my daughter on a field trip with her friends. I grabbed lunch for her and brought it back to her school. And I even sat there with her while she enjoyed it which obviously made her day. And I just felt stellar, like the best mom ever. Then I went to grab lunch for myself. And as I was heading home, my mind started to wander. I started down a random shame spiral, which led to me being mad about it being rainy and cold and snowy. And I found myself in the midst of a meltdown. You see, I know that I suffer from seasonal affective disorder. Dark and dreary days in the wintertime are ripe opportunities for me to be sad or in a depressive mood. But in that moment, for some reason, I started to blame myself for every little thing I felt was going wrong in my life. From the little stupid indicator light on my dashboard telling me that I was losing air pressure in my tire to thinking about an accident I had months ago. And yet I still had not made the minor car repairs that I needed to. Um, All the things that needed to be repaired at my home that I had neglected to how I was late to that very same field trip I was so proud about minutes ago. The negative self-talk went on and on. I was even frustrated about the idea of telling my husband that the tire needed to be fixed because it was yet one more thing that was going wrong. I felt like I had already put so much on his plate and on his shoulders, while in my opinion, I had the wherewithal to do something about everything. I have a degree. I have experience. I have work experience. I'm an intellectual. I'm pretty smart. I have gifts and talents. I have a business. I have opportunities. But, you know, I wasn't seeing the manifestation of all of that in my day to day at that moment because God was still working on me. It wasn't my time, but I wasn't thinking that I was feeling stuck. Stuck in a season where it felt like I was the kid with the hand raised who never got picked to answer the question. I felt stuck in a city 
that physically drained me for four to six months at a time. I felt stuck knowing what I could do to change my circumstances, but knowing those things were not what I was supposed to be doing because I would be doing them in ways and for reasons that didn't align with God's plan for my life. Stuck feeling like people were judging me about it. Stuck feeling like I seesawed between trusting God and lacking faith. Stuck between past potential and future promise. Not stuck. Trapped. First I said it out loud. I I feel trapped. Then I screamed it out loud. I feel trapped! (laughs) Then I panicked. My body reacted. My eyes bulged. Alone inside of my car, I was screaming at the top of my lungs as if I was really trapped and needed someone to hear me, to rescue me. I was screaming, shaking uncontrollably, crying, and still trying to drive with blurry eyes in a super wet snowstorm. It was dangerous, duh. So in the back of my mind, I started to tell myself I need to pull over between shrieks and screams. I need to pull over. And finally, I find a place to pull over. And it's just in time because as I pull over, I can't control my hands anymore. They start jerking and pulsing as if I was trying to squeeze this tennis ball that wasn't there. I just stared at them like horrified, still screaming (laughs) because I can't get a grip. I can't get a grip. Literally, I just, I can't. I'm still screaming. I'm still bawling. I'm still crying. I'm taking like shallow breaths. I can't breathe. I'm, I'm trembling. My eyes are darting back and forth. And now literally, I feel stuck. Like, like I'm in the movie Get Out. Like I can, I know what's going on, but I can't force my body to do what I want it to do. I'm having these thoughts inside my head. I'm giving commands, but my body is not responding. So I start to babble. And then I really start to freak out. So I tell myself, okay, okay, I need fresh air. I need fresh air. So I get out of my car. All the while, I'm still screaming at the top of my lungs, but now I'm in public. So I know it's uncontrollable because this is something that I definitely would not do. I had never had a panic attack before. I thought I was having a stroke. So at that point, reality set in. I start to think to myself, "Um, you can't do this. You can't do this here. There's no one here to save you. This is an empty parking lot. It's below ground level, so people driving by can't see you from the street. It's snowing. It's sleeting. People aren't really out like that right now. You cannot pass out or have a stroke here because no one is here to save you. Your husband is working almost an hour away. Your children are at school and you have to be home when they get back. You have to pull it together. So in the midst of my screaming, I'm also shouting at myself and saying, be quiet. You're fine. This is fine. Everything's fine. The car is fine. The kids are fine. Your marriage is fine. Your health is fine. Everything is fine. You know, just speaking those things that are not as if they were. And so then I started grounding instinctively. I didn't know what I was doing or why I was doing it, but I just knew in the back of my mind what I was feeling was not real. So I said, this is a tree. That's a building. This is snow. This is a car. You're fine. I was eventually able to calm myself down. So I got back in the car, I sat down, I sent a text to my two best friends to let them know what had happened just in case it was gonna happen again. 
And within seconds, one called me. And as soon as she said, hey, sis, I started screaming again. (laughs) She immediately started praying. She prayed for everything that she could possibly think of that had ever been an issue for me in the 15 years that she had known me. She didn't know what was going on. I couldn't tell her. But eventually, like her prayers and me just listening was able to calm me down enough to be able to talk it through. The other friend called too a little later and we talked. And then, you know, when my husband got home, I told him what happened and we talked some more. Like I said, I had never had an anxiety attack before that day. Since then, I've had three more. 2019 was an awesome year. It was an awesome year, but it wore me out mentally. Between publishing my book, starting this podcast, planning and executing Whisper Stage Play and Marriage Conference, uh, working on my business, working in my business, my friendships falling apart, my family having illnesses, you know, unexpected high cost home repairs. You know, my stress and anxiety was through the roof and I was not dealing with it the right way because it wasn't even really about what was actually happening. It was more about relinquishing control in an uncomfortable season and my inability to do so. It was a season where I would not be able to lean on and depend on myself to get everything done. There was just too much work to do. I was overwhelmed, but I was used to not asking for help. I usually just put my head down and get things done on my own or just let them fall through the cracks. But on this new scale with all that we were called to do, all that we were trying to do, that was just impossible. There was just really no way I could do everything on my own, but I just, I was going to try. So I found myself fighting myself and I still do this. Sometimes it's ego. The perfectionist in me does not want to appear fallible or I don't like looking like I don't have it all together. Sidebar, I don't. No one does. (laughs) Sometimes it's guilt, feeling like I haven't given enough in relationships to make requests of others. Sometimes it's being considerate. It's genuine, like not wanting to inconvenience others in any way. A lot of times though, it's fear of rejection. If I'm being real, it's fear of rejection. And it's also being able to control my level of pain related to my fear of rejection. Not asking equals zero pain from rejection. I dealt with that heavily with Whisper because putting on an event and selling tickets put me in a vulnerable position to be and feel rejected. But since it was a joint endeavor with my husband, I felt trapped having to continue on and see the project through in spite of how I felt. I talked at length a few episodes back about not wanting to put myself out there. And I was in the thick of my resistance to that idea. Not only did I have to be visible, but I had to make requests. We had to ask people to buy tickets. We had to ask people to participate, ask people to sponsor, ask people to support, ask people to volunteer. There was so much asking, so much potential for rejection. At the end, it got to the point that I dropped the ball in two major areas, getting photography and videography, even though I know personally, professionally of the importance of those things. I just could not ask another person for another thing. I was tapped out. I was stressed the heck out. So I just had a few more panic attacks. I felt trapped because I had committed to serving the Lord in obedience. I had committed to his will, but his will wasn't playing out exactly how I wanted it to. The tickets weren't moving. Things were going wrong that were out of our control. People were flaking, but 
People were being extra awesome too. They were being kind and generous, but those things led to feelings of guilt and internal pressure to reciprocate or pressure that I had not deserved their nice acts of kindness. Like I hadn't earned their support in some way. I was overwhelmed with all the things I refused to delegate. It didn't look like or feel like I wanted it to feel. People didn't receive things the way I wanted them to. They didn't receive me the way I wanted them to or celebrate me like I wanted them to or think of what I was doing in the way that I wanted them to. Well, some people did, but some didn't matter to a perfectionist. We want all control, control. Look, I often tell my family and friends and clients that you can't fall apart trying to hold it all together. You cannot fall apart trying to hold it all together. I should have been telling myself that because I was literally falling apart. Mentally, I was having anxiety attacks. Spiritually, I was running into a crisis of faith every other week because what I was believing wasn't what I was seeing. Physically, I kept getting sick. I lost a ton of hair due to stress-induced alopecia, which in some places wasn't even pinchable. Like it was like a buzz cut in the middle of my head for no reason, just hair gone. Um, I had these soft peeling nails that would not grow every time I like <laughs> if I scraped a blanket, my nails were peeling back. It was painful. It was annoying because, you know, you don't want your hands looking all jacked up, <laughs> but here they are jacked up. Um, I was stress eating and I gained about 10 pounds in the midst of like having written this book about getting over my weight. Like I was faced with this insurmountable test of like can you deal with these extra 10 pounds which left me feeling like hypocritical because I thought I had been delivered from the thoughts that I was having emotionally I was fragile irritable defensive and apathetic but oddly enough I was also excited hopeful and determined and essentially I just felt unstable in the midst of all we were accomplishing and the beauty of the mission at the center of our hearts. My worry and my control issues were drowning out all of the wins and the successes and the kindness and the beauty of people. They were distracting me from what God was doing. For Whisper especially, there were so many people who stepped up to help, who made donations, who bought tickets for others, who created and facilitated amazing workout, <laughs> who created and facilitated amazing workshops, vended, planned, acted in, volunteered, gave of their time, used their skill sets, prayed before, during, and after covered us and really showed up for us so that we could pull that thing off and it was great while we didn't sell half as many tickets as we wanted to or that we needed to to cover costs it turns out that the sacrifice was so worth it I mean there were people stopping me and Ray all day long telling us how much it was a blessing to them how well taken care of they felt how everything was just so beautiful and just well put together and just professional and amazing and that we just had to do this again and we will but listen after that thing was over I could not even talk about whisper you could not even whisper whisper to me until about March, like last month, like six months later, I was traumatized by that experience. It really did wear me out. But I learned my lesson. When we do it again, I'm definitely, definitely not going to take on so much. I will relinquish more control. I will accept who and what God sends our way. I'll view it as 
allowing people opportunities to operate in their area of genius. I'll view it as allowing people space to do things they genuinely love. Um, I view the marketing (laughs) as less of a burden, um, but more as creating awareness and giving people a chance to see and support something that they might truly believe in because it's not about me. I come back to this all the time because I have to, (laughs) because I'm so emotional. I had to like get outside of my emotions to remind myself that it's not about me. It's not about controlling what happens to me or controlling how I feel all the time. It's about trusting God to control it all, doing what he tells me to do and trusting that whatever happens, however people respond or treat me, whatever mistakes I make, whatever falls through the cracks, he's working it all together for my good and his glory. So why am I sharing this? Well, right now, this is an uncomfortable season for most of us. Most Everything is out of our control. The thoroughest of planners could not have planned for this. We cannot predict what's coming next. And while it might be tempting, we should not live in fear. And we should not live in worry. I'll leave you with the scripture that this reminds me of, which is Philippians 4, 6, and 7. And I'll read from the New Living Translation. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Now, I believe it's healthy and normal to experience fear and worry, but we don't have to live in a state of fear and worry. We are called to live in Jesus. We can simply acknowledge those feelings and decide that we will not allow them to guide our emotions or our actions or shape our relationships. We can pray and give it to God and get his peace back. Otherwise, you might end up stressed out over things you essentially cannot control. And as I mentioned, (laughs) as I've experienced, chronic stress can really negatively affect your health. That's what was starting to happen to me. And because I have a wonderful husband and beautiful children that I want to be here for for a long time. And also because I like having hair and fingernails. And also because I know I have a mission and a purpose that I'm here to accomplish. I've resolved to work harder at living in Christ Jesus and seeking his peace as a major part of my wholeness and wellness journey. Thinking back, the whole Whisper Playing Conference experience for me was like being a kid, kicking and screaming in the backseat of the car on the way to Disney World. Back there, mad because daddy didn't take the route I wanted him to. We reached a destination, as he promised, and had a ball while we were there. But I made the ride to get there, the journey to get there, so unnecessarily uncomfortable. In these uncertain times, we don't even know where we're going. We don't know the best way to get there, but God knows. We have to trust that he has us, that he knows what construction and detours we're running to on the way, that he has all the resources we need to get there, that he knows exactly who we need to pick up to ride with us and also who we might need to drop off. He knows who and what we're up against. Trust. Trust him. And please do not worry yourselves to death. And I won't either. That's all I have for you today. If you can relate to what we talked about, check out the show notes for some resources about dealing with stress and anxiety that I have found useful. Um, I would love it if you send me a message 
to share your story or something that resonated with you, I love feedback. And um, I'm always looking for ways to grow and to improve and to serve you better with this podcast and all the other things that I'm doing. So, yeah, if you got something to say, I love hearing from you on Instagram at the Alicia Watson. Also at Allie Watson Media, also at the Watson Clan. We got a couple of pages there so you can reach out and find me, learn more about me that way. It would be great if you would share this podcast with others. If you feel like something that I shared today would resonate with them, please share it so that they might get something out of it too. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review wherever you listen so that other people like me and you can find this podcast too. I wish you all peace and blessings and I am praying for us all. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening. Okay, bye.